you do to me beer that's right and, and music music because that's right it is another episode of american brews and tunes what the schnitzel here's a theme song you know it's not a mean song it's a good song just as it should song american brews and tunes Thanks again for joining us for another edition of our one-off episode. That's right, one-off, where yeah. we review just one album and try just one beer. Ah, but today is a slight change. On both accords. True. Well, I mean, we're still just listening to one album. Yeah, but it's a special one. Yeah, true. Uh, so this week, we have have a recommendation again from, from one, one of, of our... you fine One of you fine fellow listeners. Listeners, whatever you want to call <laughs> I was about to say fine fellow listeners, but then... I realized that didn't really make any sense. So yeah, fine did. listeners. Fine listeners. One of our fellow Geneva College graduates. Graduates. Nathan Heemstra. Heemstra. Thanks, yeah. he- thanks Heemstra. And the crowd goes wild. And, and the for crowd Heemstra. goes wild for Heemstra. Oh yeah! Quiet down, crowd. Yeah, crowd. You're just be- just no more. Yeah, no more no crowd. More. Stop it. Sorry. You better be sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Heemstra recommended this pretty interesting album for us to listen to by the band called Clean Up. Yes. And the it's their debut and I believe their only full-length album called so. Sun Life. Sun Life, yes. Yeah. But so we'll uh, we'll give our review on that album, but uh, let's go to the beer portion. Yeah, let's talk about the beers real quick. Yeah, normally uh, on the, normally on these one-off episodes we just try one beer, uh, but we figured we'd do something fun. Today, now, before we say what it is, uh, we are friends with Heemstra on Untapped. And yeah. it seems like a lot of the time he's checking in some big, big stouts. Big, beefy stouts. Beefy, big, awesome big, stouts. Big, beefy, beautiful stouts. Coffee, chocolate, roasty, malty stouts. Yes. So we're, we're like, you know what? Let's have a stout in honor of Heemstra. Yeah. Yeah. And then we said, why should we just have one stout when we can have one stout with a variation on Ex- the same thing? Exactly. So we're technically having two, but it's... It's mostly just to one. one. And that stout is... It's from Blackstone. Stout. It's a collaboration between... Uh, no, these are both Nashville... Yes. It's a Nashville brewery and a Nashville distillery. The brewery yep. is Blackstone Brewing. The distillery is Bellmead Bourbon. So yep. they call it the Black Bell. Get it? Black for Blackstone. And Bell, Bell for, for Bellmead. Bell yeah. So this is the Black Bell Imperial Stout. And they release it every like fall, winter Around time. the same time as uh, Black Friday, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's around... Stout season. Let's say stout season. Stout season. Um, and it's it's obviously since it's a distillery, a bourbon distillery, matching up with a a, a brewery. It's a bourbon barrel aged. It is. Yeah. It's stout. infused with cocoa nibs or cacao nibs. I'm sorry, and aged in bourbon barrels. So Blackstone takes the bourbon barrels from Bellmead Bourbon and uh, ages their stout imperial stout in the barrels. Yeah. What a great uh, collaboration! So we said we have two two different beers, basically. Um, so we got the reg- the standard one, the standard and we have normal one. One variation that I just happened to stumble across. So it's the the Black Bell Imperial Stout, but it's got coconut. Coconut. Oh, put the coconut in the beer. You're drinking both up. <laughs> Doesn't really work that well. 
<laughs> With the beer in the coconut and drink them both. Drink them all up and drink them, drink them, drink them. So what we're gonna do is, uh, it's a little different than what we normally do. We're gonna crack open the regular one, and we're each gonna have a part of that. Give our review. We'll review a couple songs, go through the album a little bit, and then we'll try the coconut after that and compare. Yeah, to see how it's changed, how it's different. So it should be kind of interesting, kind of a nice, new, interesting way of starting off the show. So You can without, say that again. Uh, it should be a nice, interesting way to start off the show. You heard it here, you heard it twice. It should be a nice, <laughs> new, interesting way to start off the show. You heard it thrice. You heard it thrice, yeah. <laughs> four would be too much. Yeah. Thrice? Thrice, I don't know. Since we Quad. don't know... Since we don't know how to say it, we won't do it. But so regardless, let's, let's crack this beverage. Let's crack this baby open and then give it a shot. A. Yeah. A. Oh, that didn't really make much noise, but that's all right. So here you go. Why don't you pour pour into your glass first, that's and right. then I'll uh, I'll pour into mine next. In well, pouring this, it's as black as the night, just as I suspected. Yeah, it's coming out a real nice color. Ooh, this smells really good already. It's really dark, as per expected. It's uh, as black as the night. An imperial stout, and I believe this clocks in. I, I can't remember what the percentage is. Do you remember? Um, let me see if the bottle says. The bottle doesn't say. I, I looked it up. Uh, it's got to be over ten percent, right? It's probably about ten percent, let's say. Uh, but I'm looking it up on Untapped, our favorite app right now. Untapped, the best beer app in the world. Oh, here's a break from our announcer. I mean, a message from our announcer. Are you guys looking for a great app to check in beer and see what your friends check in? Well, then consider Untapped. Ha, 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 Yes, it's a great app that allows you to check in bears and see what your friends are checking in as well. And you can earn badges. Who needs badges? We need badges. Ba-doop, ba-doop. All right, thank you, announcer. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. I think Steve has the, a- the ABV now. Yeah, it's a little higher than I anticipated. It's 13.2 ABV. Oh, my goodness. With a IBU level of 18. Really? Pretty low IBUs, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> but this is the I, 2017 version. I, th- I believe I've already checked this version in on Untapped. You have. Uh, I know, so but I have not. I'll have to check in the coconut one whenever that comes up yeah, later you, in the show. I, I, I've i had the 2015 version, but never this. So let's so now let's, let's, re- little... let's revisit it, because I think we both... Oh, you, you I've never had, had this 20... 2017 oh, version, okay. no. You still have some from when you got some on Black Friday, though, right? This is the Black Friday bottle. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sweet. It's a treat. Let's say the magic words and try it out. In honor of Heemstra. Yeah. Shibbidabibu-Heemstra! Shibbidabibu-Heemstra, that's right. Here it goes, down the hatch. Oh well, my gosh, that is... It certainly doesn't taste like 13.2%. Uh, no, I see what they're saying, but it's only 18 IBUs. It's really good. It, uh... Oh man, that's... It's chocolatey. It's creamy. Really, it's yeah. It's more creamy it than a, I anticipated. It has a strange creaminess. Not it's not strange, but you can definitely like taste. It's more creamy than it is like malty and yeah. And when I think of like these big imperial double stouts that are bourbon barrel aged, like the Goose Island, yeah, uh, or anything like the uh, Bourbon County brand, whatever you want to call it, yeah, or the KBS. I don't really think creamy necessarily. Yeah, and this one I is... think roasty and heavy hitting and not creamy. This one's got a creaminess to it. That's this has got a really nice, interesting. It's nice. I like it a lot. It's actually. real good. Not to say that those those other beers that don't have the creaminess aren't good because they are. This is just a little switch up, little switcheroo from what uh, yeah. we normally taste with uh, bourbon barrel aged stouts. Yeah, so it's that's um, nice. I, I quite like this. I really really like this. Um, it's not as uh, as um 
coffee flavor as some of the other stouts might get, but that, the chocolate flavor is definitely there from all those cacao nibs. You know, it's really, the thing I really like about it is that it kind of hits you with like an initial maltiness, but then that flavor dies out and kind of changes into this really creamy, sweet, sweetness, yeah, chocolatey flavor. And I don't know that it's a, like a, a milk stout or a sweet stout of any sort. So I don't think so. That's, that's why the creaminess kind of took me by surprise. I was taken aback by how creamy this beer was. Yeah. And how it's really not that boozy tasting. No, but if it's 13% though, that's pretty boozy. So it is boozy, yes, but it doesn't taste boozy. It's boozy. It's a boozy, boozy beer. So I'm happy with this. So we're going to continue to, because uh, we each only have, what, six ounces in our glass. Yeah. We're going to drink this while we review these first uh, three portions of the album. We'll say, we'll say three songs. And then we'll crack the coconut and see what, uh, what that holds in store. For. Yes. Uh, so again... This band is, the name of this band is Clean Up, and the album is Sun Life. Uh, this is their debut album. I believe it came out in 2014. Yeah, that's what I have. Uh, they are from Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Fort Worth Texas. They're a three-piece band, so it's just guitars, mm-hmm. bass, drums, uh, one vocal, well, two vocalists, we'll say, because there's Harmony Palooza. Yeah, there is Harmony Palooza. Yeah. There's Harmony Palooza both in the vocals and in the guitars. Yes. In this, in this album. Uh, this this band is hard to define genre wise. Well, well, they, well they, encompass, they encapsulate a lot of different styles. I would say the best way to describe them is what we decided earlier of math rock, indie math rock, indie math rock. Yeah, yeah. But they've got elements of like alternative uh, surf guitars, even though Jesse disagrees. It's that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the way that oh. the, guitar, the guitar lines sound, sur- there are some surfy guitar, the guitar lines out here. But that doesn't mean it's surf. Music. Uh, there's some progressive elements, and almost sometimes a little bit of jazz. Progressive. I'd say let's just say progressive indie math rock. All right, let's go with that. Uh, for those of you who don't know what math rock is, it's basically a very technical version of rock where they change the key signature, time signature a lot, different rhythms like mm-hmm. that aren't normally heard in music. Yeah, and they they play around with sometimes min. Not wanna, I don't want to say minimalism, but. Minimalism is a good word for it, though. Yeah, I don't want to mar- marginalize the minimalism. <laughs> <laughs> M&M's, you know what I'm saying, guys? Um, JK. For, for those of you who don't know what minimalism is, it's a... Uh, well, well, we'll touch on that in a little yeah. bit. Shall we just jump right in? Let's just jump right in. All right, the very first song is called Cruiser. And I, I should say that it's only eight songs long. It's... Yeah. It's... I'd say it's somewhere between a long EP and an album, but it's yeah. It, we'll just say it's an album. Um, first song's called Cruiser. It's my first recommendation. Okay. I gave it a rating of Windex. <coughs> Something you can clean up oh, with. Oh, you're cleaning up. <laughs> Everyone loves Kleenex. It's a name brand. Windex. Yeah. You said Kleenex. Everyone loves Windex. I had a Kleenex earlier, so people I'm love confused. Kleenex as well. But yeah, Kleenex brand tissues. But everyone loves Windex brand glass cleaner. Hey, what's the uh, what's the debate with uh, Kleenex? I have no idea. Uh, about what it's actually called? It's called a tissue. Right, but yeah, so it's actually called tissue. Yeah, the brand is called Kleenex. The brand so is Kleenex, but a lot of people will just say, I need to go to the store to pick up some Kleenex. Yeah. And then they'll come home with puffs or something yeah. like that. It's just, for some reason, they. It's, I don't know why, but that's the, the name brand of Kleenex is now associated with the actual product itself. Yeah, it's a very... Kind of like, like Xerox. Like, I'm going to Xerox this, even if you're not right, using a yeah. Xerox machine. Right. Instead of using the word copy. It's just, uh, for some Catch-all reason... all term that people incorrectly use. Yeah, but good for the brand Kleenex, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose so. Anyways, anyway, Cruiser, it's my first Cruiser. recommendation. <laughs> I gave it four to five. I did not recommend it. Uh, I, I thought it was a fun-sounding, great way to start off the album. I think so, too. Uh, they get right into 
uh, what, like, they're what, what their sound is, is yes, and what it, their sound is about. It introduces the sound so there's no surprises, and uh, I think it kind of encom- encompasses everything that's going to come. Yeah. Uh, it's got the the furious drums, uh, the awesome bass lines, and the crazy guitar lines, which are sometimes and often doubled by the bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the there are a nice amount of vocals in this song, uh-huh. um, which is not um, not in every song, not obviously. in every song, yeah. And in the songs with vocals, they sometimes are sparse. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll say I'll just touch on the guitar tone right now. Uh, mostly always clean, well, uh, except for maybe two instances except for, that I can think of, except for the last song. And there's there's another song where they have some fuzzy stuff. Yeah. But it's mainly just clean. But their clean tone is so good, though. Mm-hmm. It's really like pure and punchy and what like, you'd imagine smooth and, surf, and elegant. And surf rock is maybe no, no, what no, you'd no. imagine. Surf rock is much more. Maybe but we it's should less, just. It's less full, and this is much more full than surf rock. We'll agree to disagree. Anyways, I'll fight you to the death on this. It's not surf rock. It's not worth fighting to the death. There's not much that's worth fighting to the death, actually. That's a good point. Except for life. Because <laughs> I'm going to fight till I die. Yeah. In life. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, um, like I said, sunny harmonies are all up in this. Sunny harmonies? Yeah. I like the, the sunny sounding harmonies. Oh, okay. Not really Beach Boys-esque, but maybe a little bit. Not, really. I, not not in the way that it's like three part harmonies, but like the the sound almost makes me think a little bit. Um, but this song's really easy to get into it, almost like immediately. It struck me pretty pretty yeah, early on my list. Sure. But that last like thirty seconds of the song is a jam. Yeah. Where it's like he's doing these really cool drum hits on the uh, the uh, ride cymbal. It just it sounds really cool and it's, yeah. it's really heavy hitting and awesome. I agree. <clears throat> on to song number two. Yeah. It's called Save the Claras. Save the Claras, everybody. I gave this a rating of Duster. Very a Duster. useful and good, you know? I gave it four to five. Uh, it's got an interesting what does that mean, start. Duster? You know, you dust things with Are a you duster. just talking like a Swiffer Duster? Like, yeah, like those a feather duster, maybe? Feather or, duster? Or it can be any kind of duster. Don't feather dusters just spread the dust around? Sometimes. We, Whenever I was younger, I'd always have to dust things with like old t-shirts. I use t-shirts and some type of dust spray. I don't think we ever used... Well, no. My mom did have a dust spray. Yeah. That was weird. But, man, cleaning up with... Dusters. With dusters. Dustbuster. Oh, duster, though. Isn't that a jacket as well? Yeah, it's like a like a leather... Like, a cool... Windbreaker trench coat. Windbreaker. Trench coat, yeah. Anyways, back to Save the Claris. <laughs> um, it's got such a weird start. Uh, I, I feel mm-hmm. conflicted about it, because I like it sometimes. Sometimes I like it. Sounds a little cluttered because he's he's going to town on those hi hats like really really fast, mm-hmm. and the bass and drum lines or the bass and guitar lines are all over the place. Yeah, and it sounds cluttered and, and crazy. But then the vocals come in, and the vocals are relaxed and slow. And isn't it the song? And so the vocals are like a counterpoint to that almost. Yeah, which is it works. Isn't it the song where it does start off kind of cluttered and whatnot, but then it comes together? It does. It does. Yeah, and then. Uh, <clears throat> A little bit through the song because this song is shorter. I think it's only like almost three minutes long. Yeah. Well, there's not really that much in the way of long songs on this album. I think the longest one is like four and a half minutes, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but there's this really nice flowing guitar part, mm-hmm. like two minutes into the song, and that's my favorite part in this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mostly like what I'm, what I'm gonna be saying about these songs <laughs> is like the guitar part. is the guitar parts, yeah. like and the and the bass parts and the drums as well. The this is a very musically centered band. That's the wrong term. A very instrumental band, mm-hmm. not vocal, not vocally driven hardly at all. No, the vocals are in the songs, but they're sparse and they focus on the actual instrumental parts more than the 
than the yeah vocal melodies. Like which is like most of the songs, the melody comes from the music, and the music has yeah. multiple unique parts to each. Like there's sections in the music, and it's, so it's it goes all over the place. You can have a, a song without any vocals, and it, it takes you to a lot of different places. Yeah, and that's that's one thing to. Uh, that normally maybe we wouldn't like as much is just instrumental music. Yeah. The past albums have all been very vocally driven. And whenever there's an instrumental song, I was like, I was like, why would you have an instrumental song on a 10, 10 track album? Blah, 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 blah. And just a heads up, there are three instrumental tracks on this eight track album. So we'll yeah. get, the, well, we'll, we'll see what I think about that when we get there. Um, but I honestly, like, I, I could get used to listening to. To listening to this. Yeah, well, the way they do it is is it's very good. very cool. Anyway, on to track, number, track number three. This song is called "Gray Lion." It's my second recommendation. It's my first recommendation, and perhaps my favorite song on the album. Perhaps for me too. I gave it a rating of "Scrubbing Bubbles." Ooh, what a great cleaner! Have you used toilet? That? Yeah, we have. That's what we have. You here. can use it in the toilet bowl. You can use it in the shower. You can use it in the sink. You can use it on tile. You can use it on the. the you can use it on floor. yourself. You can use it on a mirror. Mirror. Uh, you wouldn't want to use it on yourself. That'd be weird. But you know, you shake, you shake up that canister, spray then, it, let it foam. And then you listen to it. You hear it scrubbing. You yeah, hear the true. bubbles scrub. You, yeah, you you hear those bubbles working. It's just a great cleaner. This is exactly what it sounds like. Anyways, back to Gray Lion. Um, most of the songs on this album will have instrumental parts that, like certain parts that I don't really care for, and then parts that I really enjoy. Uh, this song, though, I think I enjoy every part throughout the entire yeah, song. Yeah, same here. Uh, that's why I think it's my favorite. Um, and it's got those arpeggios at the beginning that are really nice. The vocals probably only last for the first third of the, uh, the the song. Yeah. But once they go away, it's a jam. And it's mm-hmm. it yeah, sounds yeah. so cool. And um, the, the guitar, uh, I'm just going to touch on this guitar part real quick. Okay, okay. It, it starts to come in with the, the repetitive uh, guitar part. So you, you hear him doing this thing. And then he puts on this, like... Either a delay or a, a reverb, and then he goes into the guitar solo. It's just really, really cool sounding. Mm-hmm. For sure, um, that kind of plays into what I was about to say. Uh, yeah. But there, there are so many great dynamic shifts in this song. In song. Yeah, yeah, big time. Going from like full band flowing guitar lines and melody lines together, mm-hmm. then going down all the way down to like just the bass, slight drums, and like one guitar line. And, and there's it's one just, part when the drums cut out entirely, mm-hmm. almost not entirely, but they cut out quite a bit. And then when they come back in, he's doing the hi hats on this upstroke, so it almost sounds yeah. like a disco. Mm, scats, boots, scats, like yeah. that. It's, it's kind of left feeling like, whoa, that's kind of cool. I think that part you're talking about is what I what I said. Cool, it's a cool, it's a cool quote unquote breakdown. Yeah, half of the song is like a breakdown. I could argue though, but it's it's really cool the way they do the second like the i say the the last like two-thirds of the song really cool um shall we move on to track number four mm-hmm. this song is called jim don't call me jim son of jim so it's jim comma son of jim i gave yep. this uh, again i gave this a rating of duster so it's good yeah not my favorite i gave this five out of five and recommended it i'm not surprised it's the first instrumental to pop up on this album mm-hmm. um and it's got this guitar part that repeats and probably lasts the entirety of the song. This is where the uh, minimalist yes minimalism comes in. The Steve Reich, which I well, Steve Reich is a minimalist, but like Philip Glass, Philip also Glass is a minimalist. Yeah. Uh, so it lays down this guitar line. Use some Windex on Philip Glass, and the guitar line's like a bass, and it goes throughout the entire song, but. Bass, bass, as in B A S E. Yes, it's the the ground bass 
yeah. the, the base plate for this song. Upon the which, structure. Upon, how about the structure? Yeah, the structure upon which this whole song is built yeah. on. And so guitar parts come in, bass parts come in and build upon it. Uh, maybe some percussive elements, but then they have some brass instruments yep, some that come horns, in. Yeah, I, no, was I don't. I don't know if it's horns or if it's like a keyboard. Because uh, well, they, they do, it sounds like there's some type of effect on the horns. It might be a keyboard playing it, but regardless of what's actually playing it, it's horns. It's still horns, some, yeah. some type of horn sound. And it threw me off when I heard that at first. I was like, what? Um, it fits in the song, but it's like, it, I didn't expect that at all. I wrote that, I, I picture like, if they could just like have that same loop going on for hours and hours, I would listen to it. I would get bored. Because um, but you and I are different in that respect. As I've as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I listened to the dubstep before it was cool. So I guess you could call me a hipster, but I listened to dubstep in high school, um, and this is how dubstep was quite a bit. Uh, You're just OG dubstep. It's it's good. Or uh, you could call it dubstep or house music or whatever else. Or you dub wanna... music or house step. <laughs> house step. <laughs> Jk. Um, whatever you want to call it, but like the moment I heard this song that first guitar part that repeats over and over again for the whole song uh-huh. really drew me in because I was like dang like this is really nice I almost actually recommended this song really? Uh, but then after listening to the album a bunch of times I, I grew to like some other ones better um, after my first couple listens though this was what I um, initially wanted to recommend okay but I guess what I'm saying is that this, this brings back memories of like going to dubstep shows in high school yeah and it Again, if they could just like stretch that song out for like thirty minutes, I would listen to the whole thing like while just like relaxing and closing my eyes and just be able to relax listening to it. So that's that's why I recommended it because um, it brings me back, brings me way back. It to brings those, you back. Yeah, it brings me yeah, back. Yeah, 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 to those dubstep days. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, back when dubstep wasn't just Skrillex, Skrillex. and whoever else. We have reached the midpoint of the album, which and we have finished our uh, standard Black Bell. Which, uh, final thoughts on it? Fantastic. I it thought was it was really absolutely good. Absolutely amazing. Um, I will probably get it again next year, in all honesty. Yeah, same, th- same here. Um, no well, reason not next year, this year. Well, yes, 2018. 2018. Uh, but now we're going to crack the coconut version of Black right, Bell. I'm kind of excited to see how different it is. Me too. I, I, I think we put it in the right order so that maybe we'll pick the coconut up. Yeah. It wouldn't have made any sense to have have the the coconut coconut first. first. Yeah, you're right. Well, we have got this beer poured into each of our glasses. Each of our respective glasses. Um, What Um, say you that we give this a try? Yeah. Let's see. uh, I think. uh, Let's see what the coconut. uh, Let's see. Yeah, let's see if the coconut version brings something new to the proverbial table. Yes, we will see. So um, we're going to do the new. The one. Magic Let's do our one-off cheer. One-off for, for this the episode. one-off episode, yeah. Shibbidi-boo-heemstra! <laughs> oh, Ooh. I taste yep. it. Yep. The coconut is 100% there. It's very slight, but it's, it's not. There. It's not at first. And at, I, like at, at first, Ooh, I tasted the sweetness, go. and I was like, okay. there's no coconut. And then all at once, I'm the coconut came in like a flood. Yep, I'm getting it now. Not like a lot. Not like a... Um, a almond joy, no. not that much coconut, <laughs> but uh, well, I mean like, like coconut, like like baked coconut shavings on a dessert. Good point. That's what it's like. If you were to have, if you were to like bite into, okay, say you get like a little piece of chocolate, a little piece of dark chocolate. Yes. And then you buy coconut shavings that are already pre-sweetened, and you just take a couple of coconut shavings and put them on that small piece of dark chocolate, and that's, then eat that. That's yeah. what it tastes like. 
Okay. Uh-huh. It's real good. It's super darn tasty. Yeah. How would you say this compares to the first one? Like, what do you like better? I, I, I think I, like, I might like... I like this one better. I, I really enjoy the first one a lot, but I think it's fun to have the coconut, and I think I really enjoy that. Well, I think that's comparing apples and apples. Because, you know, like... Okay, it's comparing apples and apples if you literally got the same apple, the same exact apple, and you enjoy them both. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Do you no. know what I'm trying to say? It's, it's like it's if like, you're comparing an apple and then an apple with coconut shavings on top. <laughs> That's what I view it as. <laughs> no, it's like, uh, oh, it's like well, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I liked that apple a lot. Oh, I also like this apple really good, but it tastes slightly different. But it's still good, though. I think I like having the coconut better than not having the coconut. I'll say that. It's a, a, I guess, it's a nice okay, touch. Here it is. It all depends on how much you like coconut. Yeah. If you like coconut, you'll love this. If you don't like coconut... You'll probably still like it because it's not too strong of a coconut. I know some people don't like coconut because they don't like the texture of like actual physical coconut. Right. You don't have to worry about that here. I like the flavor of coconut. I like the flavor a and lot. the texture. Mmm. Have you ever had raw coconut though? You ever tasted that? Yes. It's weird. It's very very weird. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, we bought a coconut specifically to try to make the Monty Python. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Coconuts, the horse horse sound. Um, It took us a while to crack that baby open. And then we had to... uh, It's hard to get it in half. You have to saw it almost. We used like like a screwdriver and a hammer to do that. But then we had to do that. But it was was pretty darn good though. Uh, Well, actually, it was fun. It wasn't good. (laughs) Um, Because we had to... uh, We we tasted the juice too, which was was really weird. I didn't like it. Well, not juice. It's what is it? Milk. Coconut, coconut milk, milk yeah. is what it's called. No, no, it's coconut water. Coconut water. Coconut milk is the same. It's like coconut uh, almond milk, where you you boil off the. Oh, the meat. right, right, right. Uh, yeah, when when I had a coconut for the first time, I wasn't that thoroughly impressed until we actually like shaved the coconut and baked it. That that's when it made a big difference. Right. That one, that's when it probably tasted a little yeah. bit better. Uh, shall we go back to the album? Yes. Let's let's start talking. Let's stop talk. Stop talking about coconuts. Uh, back to the album, track number five, which I believe is called Petrichor. Is Pet- that Petrichor? Petrichor. It's P-E-T-R-I-C-H-O-R, which I believe is yeah. Petrichor. I gave it a rating of Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, and it's my last recommendation. I gave it a five out of five and recommended it. Uh, the that first like chunk of the music is like sounds like it's gonna be a real heavy hit, like heavy hitting song where it's like, boom, 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 boom. Bam. But then they go into like a super. Bam. Then they go into like a really disjointed guitar melody that's uh-huh. really really cool. So, but after that, like, it, and it sounds like it's gonna be a heavy song throughout. But as soon as they get into the verse, when like and the, the vocals come in, it's really like pulled back. Kind of goes um, like a little bit more minor. It is minor sounding, yeah. And it's like it uh, took me for surprise the first time I heard this it. Like, is, oh, this is the one song that I after the first listen I was like, that's super catchy, and I remember it. The See that's the part you might remember. The first, the the part I remembered was the bow, 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 bow. Um, so that's after I listened to the first time. That's what I heard. Um, and this is the song that I think has some more fuzzier guitars into it. Not the whole way throughout, the but there's there's a couple parts that come in where there are some really fuzzy guitars. That's true, yeah. Um, but I like I like the song a lot, and there are some nice bass chords. True, yeah, there are. I like bass chords a um, lot. It reminds me of Blink-182 because it's the first time I've ever heard bass chords. Mm. And Mark Hoppus, shout out on bass. The song is just cool. It is a cool song. It's just fun. That's what I like most of this album, though. 
Yeah. Cool and fun. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's like fun in the like sun. I, like I said earlier... Like, it's like fun in the sun life, you know, when you're cleaning up? Gosh. We don't normally listen to just instrumental music. And this isn't just instrumental, but the majority of it is like yeah. just instrumental. Yeah. Because the vocal parts are... Whenever they're in a song, they're sparse or scarce. Um, so for an album that is probably like 70% just instrumental... Yeah, I I'm, actually quite I liked really it. really got into yeah. it. You have anything else uh, to say about Petrichor? No, just that it's probably the best song on the album. Give it a, give it a listen. Um, moving on to track number six. It's the title track, Sun Life. Sun Life. I gave it a rating of Clorox Wipes. Oh, they're, they're pretty nice. Yes, they are. And this is the second instrumental that we will run into. Yes. Uh, and this song, I think, is um, appropriately titled. It feels like a sunny song. Yeah, it feels like kind of like cheerful. Like, it reminds me of that. I know what you mean. Uh, it's, it's hard to describe, but when you hear it, you might feel that same way. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but right around the one minute mark, yeah. there are these bass chords that come in that might be my favorite on the little album? little part on the of the entire album. Wow. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like I do. Yeah, I do know It's like the one five six four chord pattern that Blake uses a lot. And I heard that I was like, oh, nice. You were like, because literally bringing me back to my roots. Everything cuts out except for the bass, and it's just ooh. I know. I hear them, and I'm like, what the schnitzel? It's a bass. What in the Helen of Troy is that? Did I hear you call bass chords whack? <laughs> oh, man. It, it's a fun instrumental, though. It's it's like three minutes long, three to four minutes, but it, yeah. it really holds your attention the whole way through. It's yeah, fun. it's real cool. Uh, moving on to track number seven, which is called Cub. Um, I gave this a rating of generic soap. Hmm, dial soap maybe. It's the third and last instrumental on the album. Yeah, and it's uh, it's only like a minute long. It's, it's about a minute long. And it's uh, a little bit slower and more of like a instead of like going a lot of places, it's more like a soundscape. I yeah. don't, it's hard to describe, but it's a uh, it's not my favorite one. It's okay. The only thing uh, I really like about the song a lot is the drums mm, because he goes yeah. to town. He does and yes. back to town and back. Yeah, he goes downtown, downtown, he goes downtown, and then he comes back to the suburbs. Yeah. He does. And then he does it again, because that's just how good of a drummer he is. But I think this song makes a nice segue into the last song. Yes. Uh, maybe that's and why I they set it up. And I think that's probably the purpose. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, I don't really know what the title means. Cub? I don't know. Maybe maybe they like the Cubs. Lion Cub, because the other song was Gray Lion. You know, oh, true, Lion yeah. Cub. Or it could be. Uh, but moving on to the last song, track number eight, is called Ghost of Duncan. Uh, I um, give this four to five an honorable mention. I gave this... I, I almost honorable mentioned, but I didn't want to honorable mention it on an 8-track album. Um, I gave this a rating of Toilet Bowl Scrubber. Oh, that's very useful. Yeah, I don't want to touch a toilet. So I'm glad I have a scrubber to do the dirty work. Yeah. It's very useful, very good. Everyone appreciates it a lot. Yeah. Um, this song's really unique to... Like, uh, I think it is because it's got this like slow start, and it almost feels like a reserved song at first. Like, it's, yes. it's not that yes. big, not that crazy. But then... But then... But then the what's been happening... Like in most of the songs, where they they build up, where this band is very good at like writing up to a climax, mm-hmm. you know, like A, B, and then C, which is the climax, and then back to A. Mm-hmm. They're very good at that, and they definitely show that in this song. And this song is once it the vocals kind of cut out, like the, that first part, and it, the the instrumental comes in. It probably I would say is like the heaviest song on the album. And it's doing these crazy like, and then the, the that that was a, that was a bad version. <laughs> but uh, the vocals come back in with some woes. Whoa, 
Yeah. Um, and that's probably like the like from there on out is probably the heaviest song on the entire album. Oh, and it's really really catchy. Yeah, this is one of the songs where the guitars are overdriven slightly. Yes, and might I add that playing. there are more bass chords. More bass chords. And if you're wondering, um, this is a a good point right here. If you're wondering why we haven't talked about the lyrical content of the album, it's because it's because there's I no lyrics under- online. This isn't uh, this band isn't the biggest band in the world. Um, they're they're a small band out of Texas, and we couldn't find lyrics. And it's really kind of hard to decipher them just by listening the, from their singing style. It's because, hard to actually because it seems like with the singing style along with how loud they are in the mix, it seems like they're a little bit like you're not supposed to hear the lyrics. Maybe like, the, you're like, supposed to hear the vocal melodies more than the lyrics. The lyrics don't punch through as much uh, as much as that burp or the uh, the guitar lines do or the bass or the drums do. No, I would say, uh, what, what, uh, to build upon what you're saying, I'd say the lyrical like content doesn't matter as much as the lyrical melody. Think about it as the vocal melodies are more foreground important. and background. Yeah, foreground is the musical content, and background is the lyrical content. But having said that, um, this is the only song on the album where I can actually decipher some A of the little lyrics. bit of what they're saying. Yeah, not enough to pick out what the whole song is about, but you can actually make out some of the words. What are those words? Did you write them down? No. Oh, okay. Did you? No. Why did you ask me? I don't know. Like I said, I thought you wrote them down. I didn't. Okay, well, that's all I right. I think they talk about, like, let's stop before we start or something like that at the beginning, maybe. But it's something, something like, that. like that. I can't remember. Anyways, I, I was... The first time I heard this album, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then after the second listen, I was like, this might be a drag. And then after the third listen, I was like, actually, I like this a lot. And then from there on, I really enjoyed uh, pretty much every listen. Yeah. Throughout. Uh, after the fir- after my first listen, I was like, "Dang, Heemstra, dang Heemstra." Now I know what you're into, boy. Uh, because like this is definitely a uh, an acquired taste. Uh, maybe maybe not. I, I would say like for I would say for people. I would say for most people, this would be for like for some people it might be an an acquired taste. Yeah. Like you don't just get like normal this, this people going get, to this a show get, like this. This wouldn't get mainstream radio play. That's for sure. I mean. No, this wouldn't get played Probably on your, your mainstream but, pop radio station. But I would say, like, I think it's really good, though. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, the musicianship is phenomenal it's on this album. It's absolutely amazing, yeah. Super um, technical and super well done. The, the, I, I, I've been playing guitar for a really long time. I would have a hard time playing anything on this album. I would have to sit down for, like, three hours just to uh, learn, like, one lick. Maybe I could keep up with some of the bass chords. Maybe I could do the vocal melodies. That's for sure. <laughs> I definitely couldn't play the drums. Uh, it's very technically proficient throughout this entire um, album. Yeah, again, it's that it's that math rock um, yeah. angle of it where they change time signatures so much, yeah, and they change like dyna- like the dynamic range of these songs are broad, are vast. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm happy I listened to this. Thank you, Heemstra, for recommending Same here. this. I'm very happy I good, listened to this. As very well. good recommendation. Um, if you you fellow listeners are are wondering. How do they? How do they review how did this Nathan, album from, how did from that guy? Nathan Heemstra recommend this album because he con- he sent us a message on Instagram and said recommend the- or maybe Facebook. Whatever maybe it was, was Facebook. He's yeah. like Re- review this album. I got a recommendation. So if you want us to re- review an album, just tell us. Uh, know. I know the next one we're going to review is uh, Macklemore's album, The Heist. The next one-off episode. Yeah. So uh, Becca recommended that. Yep. So we will be doing that. Um, but the next episode that we do is our regular episode in which I will be reviewing Foster the People's album called, what's it called? Torches. Torches. And Jesse will be reviewing Motion City Soundtrack's album, Commit This to Memory. Uh, for the longest time, 
you have been calling it Foster the Kids. I know. Foster <laughs> the Kids. Foster the Imaginary Kids. Foster the Kids. Foster the People. Foster's House um, for Imaginary I'm, Kids. I'm ex- oh my goodness. I'm excited for that episode. Um, I am too. You'll, I don't know if you've listened to my uh, Motion City soundtrack that, that much, but they are a Minnesota band. Yes, they are. They're from Minneapolis, right? I believe so. So you, they should uh, strike a place in your heart. They will. I'm sure also, they will. Also, Mark Hoppus produced that album. It's the first album oh, he ever produced. Wow. So there you go. Wow, wee, wee, wow. That's pretty awesome. So uh, let's say we... Anything else to say about this beer? Um, Man, oh man, it is good. I don't think I mentioned it uh, 100% on the first one, but it does have a little... Um, it's not the strongest bourbon flavor I've had on a, a bourbon barrel H one. Yeah. You can it's tell it's there, It's just though. very, very slight. Yes. It's not like... But it's just enough to give it that little extra note yes. that makes this beer really good. Yes. So I, I just wanted to touch on that, but um, I, I thought this was a great beer. Uh, both here. of them were great. I'm very I happy I do like the coconut a little bit better because I like coconut Same. a lot. Same. Um, but if you're ever in Nashville, uh, check out Blackstone Brewing. Check out Bellmead Bourbon. Um, both great local uh, businesses, whatever you want to call them. Local, local brewery, brewery distillery. Um, so check them out. Uh, yeah, if you happen to find sure. the, the Black Bell Stout, give that a shot for sure. And um, of course, really if you, uh, you're listening to this and want to check out some type of math rock, indie, surf rock, fusion, check out the album Sun Life by Cleanup. Yeah, it was definitely worth the listen. Because yeah, I... I promise you if Heemstra didn't recommend it I would have never heard of this band yes same here Heemstra Uh, send us a message tell us how you found this band I'm actually really curious at first I was like huh this is not a very big band Heemstra must be in it or he must know this is his band (laughs) he must be singing harmonies that's what I thought because Heemstra was in choir with us yeah he's a good singer but he's a tenor I believe oh yeah we were so. we were not tenors. We were we were quote unquote baritones. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, we were baritones, but I couldn't hit the top of the range we were supposed to hit, and I could not and hit the we bottom. Of the hit range. the bass too. I could hit the I could hit the, the middle range a little bit. That's exactly what baritone is. And I sang is. quiet enough so that it didn't matter. <laughs> and on the table blessing, I did oh, a pickety third, and Doctor Bob only heard one. Our choir director, Doctor Bob, I like this song is supposed to end on a minor chord. Yeah. But I would I would make it a major chord oh, wait, you, you, every you single time. Sing the major third every single every time. single time, and only once. Doc, our our uh, choir director, Doctor Bob, heard it, and he was furious. He was real mad. He didn't, he didn't know <laughs> who so did it, funny. but he knew it was in our direction. He looked over there. He's like he's like he's like who did that major third? And I looked around. I was like, yeah, who did that? It was so funny. Oh man, I uh, I remember that specifically. That was I was funny. I was like, oh crap, he heard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, anyway. shall we finish our beer and uh, sign off for the week? Yes. Let us. Shibbity-beeple-heemstra! <laughs> Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And thanks again for joining us for another fun o- one-off episode. <laughs> a fun-off <laughs> a fun episode, episode. Of American Brews and Tunes. Cheers! Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day!